Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to CW2 Productions. This is A Natural State of Mind, the disc golf podcast. We're based here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, it's myself, Chris Wyman, and my buddy Seawolf, or Chris Wolford, whichever one you want to call him. We've got a special guest as well today. We've got Eli Webb with us out of Jonesboro. Yeah, Eli is an awesome TD. Uh, I always enjoy playing in his tournaments. He's a hell of a player as well. Uh, Prodigy sponsored. And we're going to chit-chat with him about some TDing stuff. Talk um, also about, man, what's going on up in Jonesboro. I know that there is a new course going in up there. Jonesboro is also the home of Disc Side of Heaven, which is where the Jonesboro Open takes place. So uh, Jonesboro is, you know, actually very much on the map in the state of Arkansas uh, as far as the disc golf world goes. So Eli, man, we're happy to have you here. Welcome. No, thank you all for having me. Uh, it's Eli's first podcast, I think he told me. So I told him yeah, to sit here and have a conversation with Wolf, Wolford and about uh, disc golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you hit it on the head, though, when you said it, it, it really is, to me, Jonesboro should be like the mecca of Arkansas disc golf. It has the course that has the pro tournament that comes to it, right? So, uh, but it's very rarely talked about. I, we both, I know Wyman and Ooh, I, we both love yeah. uh, Craighead Forest courses. Um, and that, <laughs> Dude, that yellow course, red. the yeah. red is what is what it. But the the, the, the yellow, <laughs> the yellow is a birdie or die course. And man, I I die like whew, man. So, but uh, Eli was talking about uh, a new course today. Uh, are you? We have been talking about that, right? Yes. I've been working on it since maybe November, December of last year. Okay. Um, and Brad Peets, uh, the guy that runs. Is that how you say his last name? Yes. Okay. Now I know. I, I'm not sure I ever knew that. Uh, so Brad Peets is the TD uh, and the owner of the Disc Side of Heaven LLC. Uh, he TDs JBO or the Jones Pro Open every year. Um, so the city acquired the old Disc Side of Heaven rec course. Uh, it's been redesigned to fit within the city's boundaries to keep it off a of property. And, and that's the one where that was adjacent, like you teed off on hole one, essentially we're hole one for the big courses, right? Correct. And it had that house. I, I mean, I played it. I enjoyed the course, uh, but it's, that's not, is it there still? It's still there. It's now called Beatrice Park. Oh, that's right. You told me that today. So if you can't Wait, find so the it. Course, the course is still, still playable, just under a different yep. name. Is it? Oh, sweet. Okay. Correct. Ah. And it's now city owned. So the city mows it. So uh, that was semi regular. I loved playing the, uh, that was one of the main attractions going up to JBO and playing on the amateur side was being able to play on the same property, different course, but at least being on the same property as all the pros. So that was, I was kind of bummed when last year that wasn't going to be the case, but I'm sure that all of that will, you know, come back into fruition when once the new one that you're working on is all built and put together i sure hope so uh i know there's a lot of people upset about not getting to play it this year um which there was a lot of ins and outs of having it versus not having it a lot of issues were arising with uh you know some people getting yelled at on the course (laughs) while they're playing their round uh or people you know walking through the course to go watch the pros so i mean there was a lot of that going on that's my deal i've kept score for the pros 
you know, keeping score for the pros and you're right there because it's, you really run into it, what, at 18 mm-hmm. coming down the hill. And that's obviously a pretty important hole. And, and then some am over here hits like a 50 foot putt and the, and the, uh, card goes crazy. Right. And they don't realize that maybe Calvin is about to like throw his drive or he, cause yeah, that was my deal on that one. And plus the, uh, the way it comes back up. I, I was very surprised how close in proximity the two courses were and expecting an AM tournament to understand that these folks over oh, here. There's literally for, just a you fence know, real deal, separated but, like, you know, whole tens basket for the rec course and whole 18s fairway or something. Yeah. 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 And I like that whole 10. I enjoy mm-hmm. that course. I like, uh, except after it rains, it's not very fun down in that lower, the lowers. There's a few lower holes down there that are uh, watery, but uh, I really enjoy it. Um, had a fun time. I, I love the Craighead courses. But you're saying this course is going to be a nice wooded course over? Correct. So since that's the city course, that can no longer be hole one. Uh, Brad is going to redesign the pro side or the gold side. Uh, and then where, if you've been to JBO, the, what we call the grass parking lot, it's behind the pro side. Uh, and you pull in somewhere in there is going to be hole one. There's going to be uh, lots of big tents where vendors can actually come and set up and we can actually have like a whole fly mart out there. So he's going to redesign that. And then right across from where everybody's going to park is going to be that new championship level nice. uh, disc golf course. I don't think it'll be pro tour level. Uh, the pros will probably still only play uh on the decide of heaven like gold course it just seems so logical though to make it like a uh why do i always oh like lindsey park uh um dogwood lindsey park and i always say dogwood yeah i always want to say uh dogwood or something else but yeah i think that'd be awesome like you have that not that not that jonesboro is just or this side is wide open i think there's very well placed uh, trees and shot yet, but uh, I just love wooded uh, professional disc golf. I think it's fun yeah. to watch those guys. Really you know, that's been a constant and, debate uh, recently. Is um, you know, do the tournaments need to head on the pro tour? Do they need to be playing two courses? One that is more of that open, but then another one that's more of a shot shaping wooded course. So, you know, if 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 you're mirroring the PGA, then obviously not. I think what you have to do if you're mirroring the PGA or trying to, then I think courses need to have multiple pin positions so you can change it up every round, different rounds, right? That's what they do in the uh, PGA, right? On Thursday's pin placement, it's probably fairly easy compared to championship Sunday's pin placement, right? So it's going to be in their heart. And I just think it's the easiest fix too. Because all you got to do is put a bunch of sleeves yeah. in the ground at various places. And uh, uh, there's a few courses that do that. Um, and then it's cool because I played on some courses where you, they had like a, uh, a clothespin and you moved it to where, nice. whatever placement. And that's one thing. Mm-hmm. So the only downside with that is, yeah, it is a lot more baskets. work for the TD. But, but for that, but well, uh, well, all you got to do is move them. Right, you just gotta pick them up and move it. I'm not saying like have it like tracks where you need two baskets at each one. I'm saying if this you, you can have if this is your pin, you just have it here, maybe over here, maybe, and just put the sleeves in the ground. And then during the 
Like tomorrow, I really wish you would change in the middle of the <laughs> round your tournament. <laughs> whole six, a whole six shorts. Um, oh, I like the short one. And like you I do too. And, and like you were saying on hole five, you didn't know that one super shorty McShort short that, right there. And yeah. uh, but that is work for a TD. But I do think it does change up the dynamic of the court. You're not going out. You know, Brody Smith was saying right. a lot of the same yeah, stuff too. Was Brody was that bad? Brody, Brody. But. Brother. Every time we but, say uh, Brody, we do that. We don't know made a lot of really good points. He's he talked about there being maybe more than one tee pad and more than one pin placement, and that's how they would change up the you know the course entirely, you know, from round to round. So the the two tee pads like Cedar Glades is is nice. Uh, not a lot of courses do have two tee pads. You could play that at tracks. Uh, as well, two tee pads. I like tomorrow, like the uh, playing short to long, and well, you're not playing. You're playing the same tee pad, different whole mm-hmm. placement. That's you know, that's when you have those two tee pads, like at tracks, and the two pins. It's a TD's dream, or it could be a TD's nightmare too. I mean, trying to do mix it up, but just or stay the uh, SOP, you know, and just go with what you know. But um, so. So cool. So we talked about Jonesboro. What else you got? What else uh, besides your tournament uh, you got going on up that way? Anything? Uh, we are working on a partnership with oh, Bad Boy sh- Mowers. That, oh, hmm. that's what you're talking about. Um, and I don't have a ton of information on it, um, but I know that there were some, they were one of the title sponsors or big sponsors for this year's Jonesboro Open. Uh, and there's talks that they might start awesome. coming out and mowing the course uh, and maybe like testing their mowers or something like that. Obviously, I don't have all the details, so this is a little speculation on my right. part because I'm hearing it secondhand Wait, and I don't know. Is Bad Boy actually are they, uh, and, uh, um, up in Jonesboro? Is that where their, their factory is? Okay, I knew they were. If they're yeah, not in, in Jonesboro, they're very close. Exactly. I think so they're that's, close. That's yeah. really cool, man. Congrats on that. I hope that goes through. Uh, yeah, I hope that goes through. Um, as soon as I think we're uh, when uh, Mike and I were playing day, uh, Eli was telling us about it. I, I mean, I just saw commercials all of a sudden in my head. You know, just like mowers, <laughs> and, you know, and uh, the official mower. Be some really up, hot chick all. out there mowing. But, uh, that would be neat. But <laughs> yeah, of course, it's got to be a super hot chick. <laughs> Check I mean, out my you, bad. Listen, boy. it's disc golfers. You could put some. You can put some girl next door out there and they'd be like, oh, look at her. Just let her throw a disc, man. I, you know, sidebar, there's a couple of decent looking ladies out there throwing discs, but by God, man, the number of likes that they get for some dumb little... It's co- insane. It, it, for some dumb, dumb little... Uh, she's like, yeah, see why you guys come out and play disc golf and leave your wives at home. And she's drinking a beer. And she's, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I did see that. But, <laughs> it, 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 Disc golfers are like computer nerds, dude. They you just don't <laughs> like a computer nerd oh. at Comic Con so. or something. <laughs> oh, like at Dillard's, like Mitch Trotter. I mean, with all <laughs> the pretty girls that run around there. Um, but yeah, so well, so on let's see. What else we talk? Oh, we yeah, we'll talk jump about Europe in Europe. just a second. So just because oh. we were on the subject of Jonesboro and talking about disc side of heaven, there's Eli's also got the Natural State Open. Is that right? Is that the title of it, Eli? 
I believe so. You made me think about it now. You know, when it's, you run a lot of events, uh, well, that's what it's happens. A, yeah, it's a B tier in, uh, in November, I think. Up in, yep. Nice, yeah. November 4th and 5th. Uh, Natural State, State Championships. Natural State Championships. We should do a Natural State Championships. That would be State cool. I, I plan to play. So. It's a... It's a fun event. Uh, last year, I was able to do an nice. equal payout for the FPO and MPO. Uh, and so we're going to be working towards that again, which is really awesome for the ladies. I was able to get like 11 or 12 of them in from five or six different states, which was hey, awesome. Listen, you may get some pros oh, yeah, in we too at talk this about kind that of pace issue. of... Uh, yeah, we can maybe... Yeah, we'll talk that. about that later, but... Uh, so, but... Uh, yeah, what a, what, a, what a great note to end it on. Uh it, it, it's an issue. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, so, um, but yeah, so you get to use the. Cor- it's for, it's with the big course in, right? Correct. It's, uh, it's, so uh, one round will be on the the gold pro side, and then one round will be on that sweet. newly designed, Hell finished yeah. up rec side. So cool. And that's not a pro only tournament, or yeah. correct? That's or open to everybody. I'm sure, I'm already. No, maybe not yet, but. I, I listen. I mean, I, I'm just. And I, what was the weather like last year? It was no rain. It was a little chilly, um, so we moved it up a couple weeks um, just because I had some prerequisites that I got to do the weekend that it was last year. Um, so we moved it up. So I'm hoping for maybe a little bit warmer weather. You know, 40, 45 to fifty, fifty-five. You know, man, you can help. But I mean, it's it's November. It's November. You never know. It's like. Uh, uh, spring around here man one day maybe kind of nice i mean i ran a, a mini on new year's day that was out of i mean it was six, <laughs> 60 people show and it was a beautiful sunshiny day out at cedar glades so i mean who, you just don't know it's the south right that the weather is yep. uh, uh, just like that so and then that very next weekend oh, cool. is the collegiate yeah, qualifier cool. and that's the i think that's the 10th year that it's been running now so they okay. So and 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 that's a qualifier yeah, for nationals. Uh, for nationals. So any collegiate disc golf team, they come in with teams of four or women uh, teams of two, and they'll compete for bid to nationals. And I think we we offer, I believe, the highest amount of bid spots of any tournament in the nation. That's uh, at Johns Pearl. We've always cool. prided ourselves on that. I had no idea. I, I didn't either. And and I, I to me, disc golf should be huge in college and it should be huge in high school. Uh, I, I'm not understanding why uh, it's not big in high school. I, maybe that's something I don't know, but it makes too much common sense to me that it's a very low budget. I mean, if you have bass fishing, and I know these boats are donated <laughs> by the uh, parents and, 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 and they have to drop that. If you Is have that bass a high fishing, school sport? I mean, bass you got to have disc golf. Most, there's, God. It is a high school sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a, uh, I was working at a school in Alabama, and their high school bass fishing team was like ninety something people. Oh wow! And it was more <laughs> than their football team. It was huge in Texas, and I know like the dads were part of it. it I mean, essentially, okay, yeah. you have to have a dad on every boat. Well, yeah, I'm, so. I'm not surprised. Uh, I just had no idea. So. so. <laughs> But, 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 man, I mean, just how you don't have disc golf, maybe, I, think it's I don't know, maybe there's just not enough yeah, call for it. it. But it's if not you, big enough yet. But if you did, to me, 
it's like, you know, kind of like soccer was when I was growing up. It was just not, you're not taking over the big sports, right? So, but soccer's finally got there uh, at some point, at, to a point. Uh, but I'm still salty about the other night. But, uh, oh, about USA. I mean, Panama. it's like, it. How can you be a country of 350 million people and you can't get 20 amazing soccer players just to destroy <laughs> You have every resource in the world. I don't care that these people have been, I mean, Panama, it's, it's got to be a crazy stat. Like there's more people in two cities or something than there is in oh, the whole yeah. thing of Panama and they can tie us and then we <laughs> lose in penalties right at the end there. Yep. And we got kicked out of the Gold Cup. Or, I mean, that was our first home loss in like 27-something games on home soil. Complacency people will destroy you as a as a any sort of uh, disc or any sort of athlete. If you're complacent and you think you're going to go out there and win, you're going to lose, dude. I mean, it's just the way it is. But Panama's always good. They got something, had something to play for. Don't we get in anyways for being the host country? Uh, just for the World Cup. Yeah, that's all we care about. What what else do we care about? I don't know. Anywho, anywho, you want to jump into your? We digress. Now? Okay. Might as well, man. Let's jump into because <laughs> they should be playing here pretty soon. I mean, why not? Yeah. Soon? What time is it over there? Man, I know it'll be on at eight eight thirty in the mornings when. <laughs> Holy and, uh, cow! Yeah, I'm, I've been enjoying watching it <laughs> yeah. at work. Uh, it's 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 unbelievable to think. That I'm sitting, and I love my generation. Uh, I heard this the other day. We're the bo- born in analog and will die in digital. And I never thought in a million years I'd be watching disc golf on a phone. Why? Well, especially while I'm working in fashion. I mean, I never thought that in a million years. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but and especially from Sweden, yeah. no, that Norway, we're at, right? Yeah, Norway. Norway. Which is, by the way, I heard them say this is the hottest month of the year for them, and I'm seeing everybody wearing stuff that looks yeah, like it does look like fall uh, over there. fall time. Around. And you know, it's a uh, mm-hmm. it gets dark there for like three hours, two or three hours. It gets dark at three a.m. or something, two thirty a.m. something like that. They were they were putting yeah. at like eleven o'clock at night. They were just yeah. having like field work sessions. Well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm sure they're eating some of the local civil asylum and having a great time. I, mean, I, I would imagine, imagine so. so as well. And it seems like that that <laughs> landscape there looks like a really fun uh, time to enjoy a little trip. It does look like a great time, man. Um, nobody has gotten into... Did somebody break double digits finally no, today? Because yeah, the first round, true. nobody did. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I don't think so. Well, actually, yeah. Aaron Gossett shot 10 down. Proc... Proctor. Oh. Looks like Proctor may have too. Yeah. No, he Dude, just, I'm pumped on uh, no. James What's Proctor. I'd love to see him win this. Um, I think he deserves a win. He's been uh, just killing it. I, th- I think he's like a uh, he's like a common man hero kind of player, right? Like, I feel like I can relate to him more than anyone. Uh, well, not anyone, but um. Just something about him. I don't know. Well, you he know, doesn't his story is that young, very similar to what you know any of ours would be. I think is that he's you know he's a working man. He he uh, he played disc golf a lot you know before, but he never right. actually had the time. I think he was a teacher. He never had the time to actually go on tour full time. But has always been a, you know a heavy competitor when it comes to uh, 
playing on the pro tour when he has, when he was playing in tournaments and now he's getting to tour full time. Like this is now his job. So. He, he was that guy that probably when the tour went wherever he's from or whatever that you knew he was going to show up and it was going to be a tough for, for like the the regional really good guy or the yeah. – I don't want to yeah. call him local, I think that's but, exactly you know, right. I think that Brian Earhart said the same thing. So, But uh, then you've got usual suspects up there. But, man, this yeah. course is – I love all these European courses. Man, it's only 8,900 8, feet. And they're not shooting double digits, man. And it's kind of open. I mean, it's not, it's yeah, a little a lot bit of a, good mix of I mean, both. the open, yeah, the opener shot shape. Of woods shot. and open. So it's very cool course. Yeah. Watching today and I was showing my boss and we're watching and I was like, what? And then Calvin <laughs> just shanks a drive like a whole five or four or something. I was just like, <laughs> Jesus, man. I said, go, this guy's my favorite player and this guy looks like trash. And then uh, Macbeth, I felt like he almost aced it, man. You know, I, you I give him man, such a hard man. time. But uh, he, I know because I'm just not a big believer in that goat. Anointing that goat when you at, when you say Nate Doss won three titles before him. Greg's Barsby won one in between. So is Ricky. So a couple with Paul around. Um He's kind of like the LeBron James, you know, it's just kind of where is, could he be the best ever? Probably. Yes. But there's always going to be somebody. I don't think Ken no, Climo is. I think he had the competition. He, he's Bill Russell's. No, I mean, <clears throat> and, and plus he, I guess he's hurt. Do you know anything about King? Have you ever met Ken Climo or anything? Uh, I think I met him once at USCGC. Okay. So I, man, he may walk by me and I'd be like, I think I know that guy. He's kind of good, but I've never really watched any of his play. I heard he's hurt, like his back, so he can't really throw yeah. too heavy or something like that. So, so then then we rely on Barry Schultz as the really the people's champion. And he still plays. Old he's probably at he's Masters still, right now. You know, playing in that. That's going on. I it's see, it's nice to see that going on. Own is killing it. I see that. But uh, what else about this course? Uh, um, okay. He's got a hip injury. Hip injury. Okay. So what else about this course I liked? I've been watching. I mean, the gates of a hall is a cool hole, but that just seems kind of gimmicky to a point. Don't, I don't, does everybody make it? I haven't seen anybody shank it. I it's gimmicky. I think yeah, it's a gimmicky. I agree. Hole. Okay. I, I like. I like. I like it that it's up here, uh, uphill, and it's you got to throw down through. But these guys are pros. They should do that all day long. Uh, but I don't know if it's any more gimmicky than like putting holy oh, basket on top of a tractor. Yeah. Or yeah, that is. Uh, that's this tournament, or, right? A little yellow so. tractor. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty I, gimmicky. It's, <laughs> but so when I first started playing disc golf, that was the thing. Was like the cool thing about it is a basket can go wherever you want, you know. And and so I don't know of any holes that are in the middle of trees either, but that we do it. Uh, the big huge baskets kind of. <laughs> When they throw, it's weird to see it. Uh, like, man, it uh, looks like they almost aiming for it sometimes. It looks like mm -hmm. they would mess you up seeing it. But uh, 
and then they threw big y'all see big germ hit that when they had that basket up in the air mm -hmm. man that's and then some little kid hit the basket man that's a heck of a shot i've never really thought about throwing like just 50 feet or whatever that is oh i did see a clip and make that, it go in recently on facebook today or something i had no idea that was where that was so yeah that's where mm -hmm. that was and they uh, stuck it out over the top of their old house or it's tournament central or whatever the number yeah i think you're right in the world rated course or something or you know and we can talk about that because uh i thought this side was number number two in arkansas two I almost said three, and I was trying to think what would have been that course in front of it. I know what number one is was PR, and it's number ten still, I guess, in the world. Like I don't know. Um, okay, uh, so I don't know. If I, I agree with you, that. Eli. I, <laughs> so, and I can't. The only other course that I know, I've never really played anything up in Northwest Arkansas, so. I can't tell you JB or I can't tell you, I think I've always heard uh, Creekside or Farmington or whatever it is, is, is the better course up there. But, um, Oh, Creekside. Is I don't know if they're JB's better team. than. In my opinion. Okay. So uh, that, is that your number one yeah, Northwest course? Then? So. Creekside for sure. Right. Twin Creeks is really nice up there. If I want a course, it's hard. Than Creekside, but if I want to, of course, it's pretty. I'm going to go play Jay Beast. I've heard. Uh, I know the city does a great job. Uh, was it Springdale? Mm -hmm. They do a great job of keeping because it, it is a city park, and of course, JB Hunt's uh, obviously known one of the uh, billionaires up in that concentrated area up there. And, uh, and the grass is mowed perfectly year round. They've got a like a another pitch and putt course right on the other side of Matt Lloyd's shop. I love the nine hole. Dude. I felt like I was a real disc golfer up there when I, when I was throwing that. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. It is fun. It's fun. It's a, it's a good time up there. And I'll tell you, if you don't watch out, the directions I took, it put me on the wrong side and I, I couldn't get over to Matt's place. I had to like, mm. cause there's not like a pull through or like I was in the yep. park or something like that. And uh, man, I was so upset, but uh Anyway, it's fun up there, but but going back so to real what we're talking about too, the top courses, so you got on top courses. PR. These are all this is all U disc reviews, right? That's what those numbers are. What are giving you these top courses? Correct. So yeah, that is correct. There's there's more to it than just the reviews. Um, it, it, it does have a certain percent. I noticed it was weighted and had percentages, and I hadn't looked into what that was. But, but it's definitely heavily weighted towards the reviews. So. Um, you know, reviewing is, man, review, working in restaurants, working in places like that. Reviews are great. They can really hurt you. I, I, so that's why you have to take them very serious, right? Because mm -hmm. if they can hurt you, like we were talking about in our last podcast of, say, somebody writing up teasing the trees, great course, got to drive through the hood to get there. Maybe people don't go to that, but they still give it like a four star, five, you know, four and a half star uh pr uh has a lot of good reviews i i don't know anybody that would give like this side a battery the other thing i would say about this side is i went there and it wasn't open right because it's not open year round right so, well they people have been putting negative reviews that it's they've gone to play it when it literally says closed and then they put like a zero star review or a one star review and say like their grass is too tall and it's like it says on the website it says tough. on udisc um 
That's tough, man. And, and, and for somebody to give a review to a course at the DGPT finds uh, worthy of playing on every year. I think the players like playing the course too. I don't yeah. think it, it's it is one of their favorites. I think so. I, that's what I've gathered. Every every year, KJ's like, dude, this is my favorite. He always course. does well there. <laughs> and and I know Calvin and Ricky. Uh, yeah, Calvin mm-hmm. Ricky is the same way. They gotta love it. They always seem like they're in the top, but uh, especially mm-hmm. Calvin. What two years in a row now? Mm-hmm. I love you, Calvin. I wish you watched this. <laughs> So you knew this. You just know how much I love you. You got your bag right here. But uh, uh, <laughs> so then, then, then you get down into because those are those two almost private courses to a point, right? Mm-hmm. So well, and they're very close. Like if you look at the numbers, they're only just a couple of points off. So I mean, all it would take is just a couple of good reviews, consistent reviews for this side. You know, because I feel like Persimmon is pretty much pretty much everybody that's played Persimmon has rated persimmon just about um and the thing uh, that this side loses out on that persimmon has is a golf cart carts and a clubhouse yep. to buy disc and stuff out of uh that's a big attraction out there steve and kim do 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 a great job of, of i know I, I was setting myself up uh, do a great job for the uh hospitality out there they're super nice folks and uh not that brad's not but there's just not that you know out there well we have talked about putting in some sort of clubhouse type deal when we get both courses fully sure especially yeah because it seems like that could be a pay-to-play you know area i mean especially disc side you guys i think ask for donations when people actually do play that right like there's a donation box or something uh Yes, it's supposed to be a five dollar mm-hmm. a day uh, pay to play, uh, and then we used to do annual memberships. And I think it was like it was either fifty or a hundred dollars for the year. You could play you could play both courses as much as you wanted. See, I always wondered if Little Rock would did do they that. could at Hindman. Man, you know, when you they, do that, when you pay to play, the, put the time into it. the The expectation then, right? The expectation then it goes up of the player, the player's expectation of the course then they have to do a better job of keeping it up. If that's, if I'm paying 50, hundred bucks, I better go out to uh, JB's to a point. Yeah. I'm not saying it needs to be pristine, but, but man, if, you know, that's the thing. Especially if you have a lot of traffic potential here in Little Rock with a property like Hindman, it's, I mean, the infrastructure is there, you know, for it to be one of the largest disc golf parks in the country for one, but then having the clubhouse on site, uh, you know, the city could really, do something with that and actually you know generate some source of income but uh you know yeah they don't want to invest in that but they won't not right now anyways no mo zone no mo no mo (laughs) grows only when is uh when is Parks' little man? It's actually fully done. Does that open up? They're, They're waiting on some code stuff. So yeah. Ugh. I was yeah, I think they out. did. Didn't they do some? The city do some rezoning down there. Or something? I don't really and, know all uh, the details. I just do I know that it, they're no. waiting on some some code, and and apparently that takes as long as that person wants it to take. You know. Yeah. Government red tape is the worst, man. It's absolute worst. You deal with it as a TD, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to talk to the cities and stuff. So I guess we can get in that. Uh, Ugh. That's a good burp. 
Eli's had a teething a uh, rumble at Rez. <laughs> R.I.P. Rez. R.I.P. Rez. Long live Rez. Uh, he's going to try to keep it up somehow. <laughs> and, uh, I think next year we're going to change it to uh, the tournament formula. Nice. I like it. I the like it. Rumble. Man, I'm so bummed I'm not going to play that. I'm bummed to not play That's a mouthful. that. mouthful. But I just don't know how I'll feel tomorrow, so... So what'd you end up getting, Eli? 42? Uh, 41? I Close to a whole lot of 49. Last minute Ooh. signups. Good for I, you, man. I to want go. to say. Yep, everybody was coming in like right there. It's always. Oh, 42. So listen, TDs. 43. Or anybody who wants to. The they're going to come. If you run a good tournament, they'll come eventually. Don't don't think that you need to sell. Not everything is. Uh, what's that? Bell Park. Where it sells out in freaking. I still uh, don't know why that one sells out. I don't know. We talked about that on the podcast. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I was told I was told player packs, but I love that it fills whatever they need to do. I need to learn how to. Yeah, you need to go talk to Chris Eads and figure that out, or Daniel Moose. I I guess Eads runs that one. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, but but uh, Eli does run a lot of tournaments around the state. We appreciate that for sure. We always try to support them. what was the last one you ran down here? Uh, the Mountain oh, such Open. A, such a fun one. one. That's right. You had a full, full. I know a lot of the, uh, so uh, I know a lot of these guys uh, went and played that one. I couldn't that weekend. Mm-hmm. I was doing some show uh, at the arena. I'm sure it was amazing. And um, I much would have rather been there because I was the defending MA40 champion. And uh, in a playoff, yeah, in a playoff yeah, against a local too. On top of that, so I was happy. That was, you know, probably my best win, uh, <laughs> I think, in my career, my disc golf trash career. But uh, I still remember you walking up and saying, "Eli, do I, do I have to do I have to play off for this?" <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was, I didn't. That's when I learned. That's when I learned the rule that you have first place is the only one you have to play off for, right? And the poor guy threw up. His buddy was with the man. He threw like a and just. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, I got this one like, in the oh, bag. I got this one. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I actually threw a good drive after that too. But so, uh, but the tracks you 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 picked up picked up because uh, the tornadoes picked up res and destroyed it. Which and tracks so is a good good compromise. You still have a tournament. Mm-hmm. Tracks is a great compromise. I mean, well. There's no res compromise, right? I mean, there's with red being gone as well. I still don't get why is both. Sherwood close. Sherwood is man. Sherwood would be yeah. the next yeah. good it's, woody course. I'd right? say it's next. I don't. I, don't. I played it for yeah, the first like time it? a few weeks ago. Okay, how'd you like it? It was all right. I I think uh, some of those wooded holes need to be opened up a little more. There's some tough lines. Uh, you get used to. God, man, but res was the same way, right? I mean, I. But I do think there needs to be well-defined lines. Mm-hmm. I don't think there needs to be a 20-foot line, and then all of a sudden there's like a couple of trees in the middle of that, and the line sh- and your and your line shifts a little bit and goes up that way. But uh, I definitely think you should have well-defined lines um, out on courses. But so tracks, you got 42 and uh, uh, short to shorts, two rounds, and the pro and MA1 are playing. Short to short and short to long. And what dis- what what order did you decide to do that in? I know we talked about that. Uh, the 
pros in MA1 are going to play short to long and then short to short. How do you feel about that, Wyman? Do you like that or, do you, or would you rather play no, short, to short, short to long than and then short, short to short? short? I think that would make it a lot more exciting, to be honest. So if I were playing in it, then I would feel good okay. about going into yeah, round we were two, t- like really needing to climb. Um, if, if I had not performed as well in round one, but then you know, could shoot a fire round in round two. It's a birdie or die moment at that, at that point, you know, and hope and hope that they yeah. don't, because I mean, they feel the same way. They have the same, you know, that's the thing you, you hope somebody falls off, but man, if you're counting on them to fall off, then you're probably going to lose. Right. I mean, you should, you should know that they're going to stick with the status quo. I've always and you have been, to really, yeah, I've always been a better round shot player in tournaments though. My, might struggle a little bit round one, and but then like really mm-hmm. regain that confidence in round two and shoot a, a really a much better round. So, are you the same way? I'm the exact same way. God, I'm, I mean, I am killer the first round, the second round, <laughs> dog <laughs> trash acres, it's old man ridiculous. tired or something. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I mean, maybe, you know, kind of maybe I should take sativas with me, not indicas. So, I mean, during the uh, don't drink during uh. I don't know how I don't know how guys, man. As soon as they come off of the course, dude, they're doing all the things you're allowed to do, right? Uh, until the two minute warning mm-hmm. of the second round, and man, and then they they can play, they can play. I'm just like, dude, I've seen some guys put down some beers and some uh, other things, and dude, it's, I don't know how yeah. they do it, but they do well. Hundred some degrees do out, well, there. so uh, <laughs> putting down a six pack before going to round two. Yeah. All right, let's look at Eli's tournament here. Who do we got in our pro field? We got five Eli's playing this good. Kelly McCann and uh, the state oh, the champion of Jonesboro. That's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, you also have Jason Newman, the NADGT yeah, MA2. Champion. Yeah, I got it mm-hmm. right. Yeah, national champion. Uh, you got John Strange essentially playing in his backyard, home course. He, him and Zach Poteet know yep, it yep. better than any anyone. So, and I've uh, got the usual suspects in the <laughs> MP60s. So, you know, these guys got to love playing against each other, right? I mean, they always play against each other. Bobby OG, Robbie Brian Benz. Preston, Cal, and Robbie Shaw, man. Those are your I wonder if that gets boring to sure. them, like uh, constantly playing tournaments MP60. with just the same guys. You know, we're at least seeing a lot more. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would too. I, I, I would get bored. I've had that conversation with people where I do prefer in tournaments. I, I don't mind playing with people that I know, but I kind of prefer playing with people I don't know, meeting new people and playing with them. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's the expectations are off the table. You know, I'm, I'm just there to play and don't know those guys. So I usually play better. I don't know, sometimes, not all the time. I would rather play with people I know first okay. round and people I don't know second round because, um, I'm the opposite. I, I'm comfortable the first round because if I'm playing with people, I know the second round, I may not take it as serious. I'd I, I like to, I like to be, uptight i hate to say it like that but yeah i do it makes me play better um than being lax and because i'll because then a no, putt, that's man, the just thing like there, there's uh, something to say uh, when you're playing with people you know you are more relaxed so you might be play better it just depends on the individual you know like so 
That's right. Um, individualized. Too. I can't play with Mike Hedinger, for example. Um, like Mike and I should never play on the same card together ever because we both suck when we play together. Right? We, we play terrible <laughs> when, when we're playing together. So. Get off, get off yep. the card. You guys are killing it, huh? Yeah, that's, you know, uh, we'll get into this, the numbers here. We'll run through these real fast. Uh, MA1, it, it's not about quali- quantity, right. it's about quality. I mean, Elijah Pearson, who got, Just snuck in. who got the win last week. Do you hear how he got a win at PR? <laughs> at the uh, Beat the Heat 23 hole. Uh, thing. No, I didn't hear about it. So it's a 23 hole layout, right? So obviously some added holes. Okay. And uh, Evan Booth was winning, um, and they his entire card misplayed a hole. hole. So no way. It his entire card misplayed a hole, took a two stroke penalty, lost by a stroke. So been, uh, been there, done that. I mean, listen, there's a reason why this man and, and Chris and I, we sit and we write caddy books, right? You sit and you go, you do these things that most players do not uh, read. You hope you, who was talking today? Uh, oh, Michael May putting his, mm-hmm. you know, when you at, if you don't know the rules or you don't know whatever, it's going on, man. And you ask somebody and you expect them to give you a, the right answer. It's tough. And because and, he lost a stroke, right? Or something like that. What was it? What was that story? Anyway, but uh, he's playing. Mike, Mike killed it today. He shot 12 down on the. Yeah, I expect together. Michael and, to do uh, well. But I also, Jared <laughs> off it is the, you know, it, that's his, that's his home course. So. It's just like John Strange, you know, those are the two guys I think of when it comes to tracks. Those are definitely, you know, the, the Wolfpack and uh, uh, John Strange, uh, Zach Poti, uh, Skyler. I, I mean, Michael Main Skyler went out and killed it at Dubs uh, at uh, East, I think. Um, so small field, but whatevs. Uh, MA50, Jeff Jacobs, we love you because you mow more heart. And other reasons, but Wolfram's we're just going to say that. Course. MA, I love more hard. I do, man. <laughs> so what, let me ask this question. Would you rather find a, a needle or a snake, a copperhead? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Yeah. Both hmm. could kill you. Probably. Yeah, I found those in more hard. That's just what more hard has to offer you. So, uh, and the snake didn't move. I mean, it was found a weird copperhead that was that coiled was around a bunch uh, of <laughs> that would be not dude i'll tell you what no oh that goodness. would be some real f- <laughs> oh, we don't need any mutated snakes so at ma2 the division i was in and then i moved out as soon as i saw landon turner and kyle ebert uh in it i was like i'm playing for last at this point right so no i'm not gonna do that uh with lucas and spencer and now JMO, and we got Seth, take the world by storm, and Andrew. Jake, Jacob Will's pretty good, too. Is he? He's I, out of Southeast Missouri. Okay, Jacob and Will. I thought it was like two people, like in, like that's like Chris <laughs> and Chris, but. Uh, I think he's from Paragold, but. Yeah, man, Paragold. That's up around your way, huh? Mm-hmm. So you know a little about him. Uh, 
Spencer, that's Spencer's home court. Spencer can play really well. I bet I just know, like Kyle Ebert saw him today. He shot minus 11. I was like, I hope they get that for two rounds, not one round. It's going to be some, uh, be cool so, to see some. And then. Some good scores tomorrow, for sure. I, I, th- I don't know what, I think the rain, uh, it's going to be humid uh, for sure. I mean, it's so, bring like eight shirts, a couple pairs of yep. shoes. Um, I got lots of water. Bring bug spray, man. Lots of water, water. that's man, good. There are going to be some mosquitoes out there. Dude, whatever. They weren't, it that's wasn't bad today. Surprising. You know what, weirdly enough, it wasn't bad today, but these, these are, they're used to whatever you bring. So if you're not bringing some like third world country off or something like that, that's been tested in, I don't know, the jungles of Asian orange. Yeah. I mean something, (laughs) dude, it doesn't matter, man. They are, it's nothing worse when you're trying to putt or you hear it fly right into your eyelash. Oh yeah. That time of year when the little gnats are out and they get, so so two rounds, so that's going on tomorrow. That's cool. Um, and uh, like you said, Eli, Prodigy. Oh, Prodigy. Uh, what I want to say, I want to talk about something. What was that? I didn't want to hijack that, damn it. I'm kind of worried that everybody's shooting so hot for short short. Because I try not to play my own tournaments uh, if I can. Um, you try what? I try not to play my own tournaments. Oh. So I've got a philosophy for uh, TDs and it's like, you can only do, you can do one of one or the other, but you can't do both well. So you can either run a really good event or you can play really good, but you can't do them both good usually. So I've played two or three of my own events and every time that I've played it, I've played awful. You know, I, I, I say the same thing. Uh, and, and it's, I hate it because I don't usually get to warm up. Um, but those are usually minis. Those aren't usually, uh, uh, your events, but still, like you were saying today, you gotta, you gotta play. Then during the second round, you gotta get, I guess you get your stuff out. I don't know if you're getting your stuff out during the, in between rounds, you gotta put it back up. And then at the end of the tournament, you gotta get it back out, get set up for payout while everybody's like, Hey, where's my payout? What am I getting? When, you know, that, that, that's, you know, and people they don't. need that patience. So. <laughs> no, they don't. Because a lot of them, because it, because they may go over their time that they thought maybe it was going to take a little short, not as long, or uh, they're, they're yeah, yeah, if you're signing up you know, for a two-round disc golf tournament, just like to expect get to be there the majority of the day. And it can't be like, oh, man, I was hoping to be done by four. <laughs> Too bad, yeah. It's easy two and a half hour round, uh, especially at tracks. There are a couple choke points uh, where you will get some backups if people don't play them right or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, you're again, that's five hours right there, and plus the hour break in between. So that you know, yeah. it's six at the mid. Oh, um, no, sorry, go ahead. So that's three. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say that's three o'clock. I mean, if you start no, nine. obviously with so. the uh, the amount of players tomorrow, it should, I'm sure, rate of play will be just fine. But um, but you know, I don't know. We got some M- we got them MP6 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> man. Where are they starting, Eli? What hole you got them on? <laughs> nice, there you go. Oh, holy team. 
<laughs> kind of behind. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. love to keep yeah. all the old guys nice and close. Yeah. So they don't they have to appreciate walk it too. <laughs> yeah. Hole five. I just remember hole five at that one tournament we played at there. It was oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, five's gonna play tough this weekend. Oh, he's he's got the uh, nice. Yeah, you know, out of bounds. Oh hell yeah, that's how whole way down. So we talk about that a lot, right? That one, and we talk like I told you on sixteen. I think that little culvert should be because it makes guys like me just not. I got to think about my throw then. I don't just have to just, I know I'm not birdieing it. I'm just going to sling it out yeah, there and that, hope, you know, but I do like five because I, I can't make it across. So I would, I'm the guy that would like skip into it. Well, so I'll have to think about that. Well, and I wish I could have painted them yesterday or like early this morning for anybody that's playing practice round, but I just couldn't get down here and talk. Well, don't worry. They're not going to look at your caddy book. They're not going to understand it when they get there. No, so. That's a big pet peeve. People <laughs> oh, don't man, read the players email. That one real don't quick, read the that book. is a huge pet peeve of mine as well. Yes. Yeah. People that just will not read the caddy book, won't read the email. And uh, there's always an issue. And it's always with somebody that just wouldn't simply read that. You know, we uh, we talked about it with in two cases where guys lose strokes because they they relied on somebody else telling them if I'm winning I mean I'm I, I definitely have it downloaded in uh, on my phone or in my in the cloud or whatever uh, yeah. so I can look at it if I need to if I if, especially uh, are you doing a players meeting tomorrow or is a player meeting the, uh, the email was the players meeting yeah so so with that when that when that came around right when it became that because of COVID and no longer you're getting a big group of dudes around and you're trying to tell them everything. Yeah. We expect them to uh, listen or to read it. But even, I mean, whatever. Even back then. I mean, you don't, you don't. That's your own fault. You know, you might call it a mandatory players meeting, but there would always be those players that didn't show up for the meeting. <laughs> yes. I, I never showed up. <laughs> no, always, yeah, and then, and then, and then there, <laughs> And then they're the first to ask, "Hey, especially on a course, man, what it what's what what plays on this? Well, you should know. Well, I gotta tell you, man, you should know just as much as I do. Matter of fact, I'm getting in my place. So the PR um, thing, you know, right. surely there was a uh, a course map for that PR twenty three hole tournament, and I guess just no one had one pulled up. So what it had to be? Yeah. Bummer way to you just bummer way to lose your fall. tournament, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well. It's it is a bummer way, uh, and I'd hate to lose something really big because of that. You know, I wonder how I wonder how Elijah Pearson feels about it because since he won on that technicality, so I would be curious his opinion. You know, there's nothing he can do about. He he obviously played well enough to be in the position where two strokes did matter. So I mean, I I would. Uh, getting a win when there's nobody in the division, that's And the people that yeah. sign up for that, like somebody mm-hmm. like me, I could have jumped into MA40, right? There was nobody yep. in it, and yeah. I could have got me a win. Whoa! I don't count. <laughs> when you play against yourself, it doesn't count. Oh, I don't? Uh, well, I don't I don't personally count. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I, and it, they're not the wins I look when I look at my total. Uh, man, I got, like, I got like 78 wins, man. When I look at it, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I've seen dudes like that, man. And they're like all in MA40 where nobody showed up or like women could, 
especially if you're a 40 year old woman or something, you can really pick and find mm-hmm. you and get you a win nonstop, man. Like, man, it's like it. the guy that just set the record for the most PDJ rated yeah, rounds on I saw that thing, like 224 or something crazy, crazy like that. But, 200 I mean, something rated rounds on his. You're in Texas and you've got a, fl- a flex start, if not two or three or a league round every night of the week at three or four different courses yeah. in Dallas <laughs> or Austin. And it's like, and take a Saturday, you can play four or five flex starts in a day, and then especially if they're cheap. I mean, if they're not like a, a thirty dollar flex, if you know, if it's just a league fee, kind of like running the league. I mean, you can get rated rounds, run the yeah. league, right? And there, or through league play. So, I think it's awesome. His... Was that music? I don't know. Well, his like his average now for his rating is like you know exactly what he is because he's got so many rounds that are like. His like standard deviation and his like average is so compact and tight. Like now you know exactly how good of a golfer he is versus somebody that's got like three rounds on the rating that's like just starting out and you're like, should you be playing MA3? Should you play MA1? Yeah, that, that gives you a good, you should have like a, a number set, 30 or plus more. Can't really call him a bagger anymore. <laughs> no, no, can't call me that. So, um, I will say I wish Evan had signed up for my tournament knowing that that's how it went down last weekend. And I would have loved to have seen a little like back-to-back action. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Evan signed oh, up for did. Beaver yeah. 4. He did. Okay. Janice, Janice, Janice signed up in MA3. I'm uh, curious to see if she romps and stomps on all the Actually, I'm about to pull that up and MA3 boys roster. I would put money on Jana. Uh, I've always said. I, I told somebody I, earlier she's beaten the field by three. I would not. I would losing to her. I wouldn't feel bad about myself or anything. I mean, because I've seen her throw. I hear the snap. Uh, I watch her. So she's she's really well, you know, smooth. She must yeah, been listening to our throw. podcast because we've been saying that on several podcasts that uh, that, that Jana <laughs> needs to play. We have you know in the mixed mm-hmm. divisions. Like jump, just jump in, see how you do. So. Yeah. Well, it's going to pull a rating up too. I mean, when you're competing with the guys that traditionally the guys get better ratings. Um, and so, you know, just playing with more advanced guys and then like in the higher division, it's, it's going to slowly pull her up to where she could get, I mean, I could see her getting on the pro tour either next year or the year after, if that's what she so wished. Yeah. I think she get on whenever, right. You don't have to have a, a, a minimum rating right just gotta yeah. have the cash to get into these tournaments and travel so your ratings got to be up there now they've started enforcing like rating caps um, and i get that for guys i mean because you don't want a bunch of nine nine twenty-five guys jumping now? into the mpo because they want to yeah i believe so okay i'm surprised about that because they just don't have i guess there's probably a lot more which i mean for all the big women that have tour cards like yeah. that's not a big deal for them um it's, it's really all about, like, what do you want to achieve by going on the tour? I mean, I've played a couple of events now, some Silver Series and some uh, Elite, not Elite Series, but, I like, I played Jones Pro one year. Um, and, like, realistically, I don't have what it takes. So I have to – but I want to be there. So it's like, why am I going to play the Silver Series? Or why am I going to put myself through that? And it's like, do I want to be better? Do I want to evaluate where I am now? You know, it's a – She's just gonna have or to. do you just want to hopefully catch around with a good pro on the first round because you're not going to do well on that round and then you're going to be on the bottom end of the uh on the second round every time that i've played one of those events 
caught around with a pro that I did not like. There you go. So, <laughs> Super unlucky. That would be my luck too, probably. <laughs> so, I, I just that or some I, some low budget uh, pro, I, you know, depend on. I don't even want to say names because I, I probably, uh, but you know. Thirty on down. I mean, that would be my luck. I get. I mean, we're talking like I've like probably had two two bad experiences with like two different people, and like for the most part, I mean, I traveled, I think two years ago through the Waco and then the the Belt and Stretch, and then all the way back to Jonesboro with all the guys. And it's like there's so many people. I mean, you'll just you can pull up to a Walmart at like eleven o'clock at night. They're all there just like flinging a frisbee, and you've got Luke Humphreys and Conrad, and they're all just like whipping a disc back and forth to each other and just having a good old time so it, it, it seems like a very good uh family i mean but it's like any family it has its sex i know or s-e-s-e-c-t <laughs> not s-e-x it's very uh, clickish it, it is <laughs> it's very clickish i do see uh your guys really uh the prodigy guys they really seem to like each other mm-hmm. and, uh, alden and gannon and uh, isaac and uh whatever his brother's name is. I totally forgot right off the top of my head. Yeah. Alden's uh, YouTube is amazing. He does uh, good. He does good stuff. We have stuff to watch to, that. Uh, I've watching. heard that for several people and I to watch his YouTube. So. And you know, man, you forget Prodigy is still Luke and Kevin. And it's just like, but mm-hmm. man, when you talk about scanning, uh, the kid that had like, was ranked 96 in the world that won that tournament. Uh, Parker Wilk. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't heard of him since then, but good for him on winning a tournament. Um, I just think that's where the talent level's at, right? Like that, what's that last tournament where uh, oh, Kansas City Open? I felt like that was a very, uh, like the uh, young stars of disc golf mm-hmm. kind of future tournament, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, however, you know, you want draw it up i was bummed to see jake not get it on 18 man jake yeah he's local local guy yeah yeah we talked about when we talked about jake last time or was that the one that that we yep that, that was the one you messed sound, up but, uh, <laughs> yeah i i messed i did and uh, we did because we have we we have seen jake at persimmon we have seen jake throw really well uh at persimmon um and it the confidence. He, he looks like a different dude when I see him yeah. on TV dude. than the guy I see. Um, yeah. He's on salary now. Latitude, right? He's on salary now. Yeah. So that's taken a lot off of him. A latitude. Man, that's rare you hear somebody sponsored by latitude. You know, no way it's dynamic or West Side. I don't, him and yeah. uh, Connor O'Reilly. Connor like, O'Reilly's a latitude, latitude guy. guy. And, of course, he's an Austin guy. That's, the so, that's a good company to be sponsored by. I mean, I like a lot of latitude stuff. So good for Jake. I, I was glad to see that. I didn't know that he'd actually gotten sponsored by latitude. But I saw it on his shirt when, uh, during Casey, Kansas city wide open. And, 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 and he's done. Yeah. Doing his the putt solid. Man. Horseshoe he was putt, right, or whatever. On his, his spin putt. So now he's got a, a solid spin putt. And so horseshoe putts gone. I saw where he had like, t- Elabari's the first player to have 200 something. What was it? No, it was I wins. Say yeah. rated round. It just wins? Like, no. I That's can't believe it was wins. No. I mean, he don't win very much. I have to look that up. But anyways, I thought it was like 
number of might have been number of pro tour events or something. I don't know. The most number of something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's well, he's he man, he's he's interesting. I don't know him and Big Germ and those guys just over the hill. I hate to say that because they, I mean <laughs> they are in the grand scheme of things. They are really. I mean, I say Paul McBeth's over the hill. He's on that downward. They're still spot. hanging in there. They still will pop up like Gil Barry's still hanging in there right now. Uh, yeah, it, was, it becomes more close to the leaders. It becomes course he's in twelve <laughs> sometimes. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, they're not hanging with them on the uh, bomber courses by no means. You know, they just have to play smart golf then. So um, what else Ooh. we got? What else we talked to Eli about? We got him here. We talked uh, Jonesboro and. Uh, that's staying around. I mean, I guess everybody knows that yeah, now. There, uh, there uh, was that little scare for a while there where it was like, was... oh, it's being bought up and they're going to be developing it into a suburb. So that's yeah. good that that's still there. Um, yep, Mr. Nice. Sloan bought that land outright. Cool. So. so got that. Uh, what's, what's your next tournament after this one? Um, I think you got one, one up at Crowley's Ridge, right? What month is this? I think so. The Crowley's Ridge Open in Paragould, about thirty minutes north of Jonesboro. Is that is that where we yeah, play? Is that that at that college? Mm-hmm. It was a very interesting course, uh, especially with school going on and uh, <laughs> <laughs> people walking. It was like a park. Yeah, it's course not a very in, right because yep. not um, a very big going out so, of a parking. You know. No, it's not. It, I think that was it, right? What we saw, that was pretty much it. Yep, just a little private Christian college. Um, really good use of the land. I actually built some elevated pin sleeves, and I'll probably elevate four of the baskets, add a bunch of temporary OB to make it play a little harder. As I say, you can say, I remember hole one. I remember you threw, threw a big, huge gap on one hole, mm-hmm. and, it, and it went around that way um, up there by the dorms. I was hoping to see some. Hey, baby, you want to play disc golf? Disc golf, man, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you ever seen tan lines like these? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, and then what else? Anything else exciting going on? Let's see. I think that's it. Uh, the trailer's Ooh, still yeah. doing really good. It seems to keep getting bigger and bigger every That was one every thing month. I failed to mention I wanted to bring up was your, your mobile shop. So that's one cool thing that you provide with your tournaments is that you're bringing this awesome mobile shop along with you. You get this big trailer you haul. It's loaded up with all kinds of different brands of disc golf disc and other apparel and bags and whatnot. So that's, I think that's awesome. He's, you know what? He's so nice. When I went out there earlier, he was letting the locals go through it. Nice. That's how nice he is. Sell some stuff. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, no, nothing today. Clearly, nobody oh, got that gotcha. joke that somebody's okay. out there uh, robbing his stuff. But that's that what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <Got me. laughs> no, that's all right. That's a. That's always one of my biggest worries. Is like, I can is imagine. somebody gonna take something <laughs> from the trailer? You know, man. I mean, like you see these pros get their bags yanked out of the car. I think people know whose cars those are, and I think they mm-hmm. know exactly whose bags those are. Uh, if somebody knew, you know. I mean, you have. You got any info out there? I mean, I, I didn't have to peek through it. I mean, I've got about 1,500 discs, uh, Innova, Prodigy, Trilogy, Discraft, 
Dude uh, told me he put his DX shark in there. I was like, Great. I think, yeah, I think somebody donated like a DX shark. And I was like, <laughs> Give it to Wolverine. I don't know man. what I'm going to ever do with this. It's $5. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, I'd offered it to him earlier. I don't he said believe no. it. Uh, I, got, uh, I, got, I got my Star One right here. No, it's awesome. I've been uh, building it up over the past couple of years, um, and it's been it's getting harder and harder. Uh, to what? To uh, to move the plastic. Uh, I think there's such a surplus of disc golf tournaments, and the COVID boom is definitely over. Uh, and especially with like tournaments happening basically in the same city on the same weekend, it's like that's just hard to uh, to show up and then say, hey, I'm here with all of this stuff that I've paid for out of my pocket. Uh, and not that I'm relying on this to like make me make myself a living or you know, I'm not in it for the profits. No, you're giving um, blood and semen as well, right? Yes. Okay. So yep. Sure. Be, yep. Lots of sweat. Lots of sweat. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's got to be tough where, and you hope that somebody wants to buy some stuff. You hope that, that bulk stuff you buy, there's a run of that the people want out there, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a good way to turn it. Other than that, man, I mean, there's some standard piece, like, you know, that's what this wall is. These are all tournament discs that. Uh... Well, and it's hard because I'm considered, I'm not considered a brick and mortar store. So your companies like Innova, Discraft, yeah, they won't sell to me um, because I'm not, like, I don't have a physical location. And they, I was on the phone with somebody, uh, Daniel Leata Jones, where he's like, they won't sell to you because they don't like the way that like that's run and they don't see that as a good business model and they don't want their name and brand associated with like that kind of a thing. And I understand, but it's, it's tough on me because that means now I have to buy from somebody like 1010 or Perks and Rec um, okay. and then mark the prices up a dollar two dollars right and because you're because they gotta make their money and then when you uh, buy from them and then your markup has got to be so you can make a little money but then your markup reaches past maybe what you can buy it for online mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm not your i'm not your most favorite person because i rarely buy disc <laughs> uh, uh stuff like that so if i do it's very specialized and most of the time people don't have what i'm looking for so i have to order it online but now I've got spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of just like disc prices of what I bought them for. Here's what 1010 sells it at. Here's what 13 Peak sells it at. And I just am always adjusting the prices to make sure that I'm still making at least a dollar so that I'm not completely going broke, coming out, you know, driving two hours to run a tournament and then not have gas money to come home. Right. Um, but I'm not taking a disc that I just bought from 1010. Uh, I'm just using them because they're close and they're the ones we always go through. Let's say I buy a uh, destroyer from 1010 for 18 bucks. I'm not doubling the price right. and making that 36. You know, I'm at max, I might go 20. Uh, some of the discraft I know I've got at like 25 just because I'm getting it for 20, 21, 22. Uh, and there's, there's not like a lot of room. It's kind of like gas, right? There's not just a lot of room you can mark these things up on. It's very difficult. They, 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 they know the value of them. So, but you know, big shout out to prodigy for letting me be on their team, letting me get all of their discs at wholesale pricing. Um, so I am able to keep the prices down, you know, this weekend, um, I've got the tournament tomorrow at tracks and then I'm running the junior event on Sunday with the junior discs at baby Hyman. Uh, and so this whole weekend, everything, or most of the brands are like 25% off. Are you going to try to play that? Yeah, man, I think I probably will. 
So yeah, you know, it's not a not a sanctioned tournament. So after being sick all week, I I feel way more comfortable playing that than I would playing tomorrow. So yeah, yeah I think that'll be know. fun. My rating can Ooh. only go up. <laughs> as trashy as I've been playing. Well, I shouldn't say that. Really, yeah. it could go down. You'll be fine. So uh, it's gonna be gonna be somebody go out there that don't have a rating and just kill it and just kill all the uh ratings for people so there's such a big push for like rated tournaments and sanctioned stuff and it's like i don't know maybe it'd be it'd be fun to do some double stuff or some junior disc challenge like i'm doing or a one disc challenge and so i'm always coming up with new ways to maybe cycle some some fun back into disc golf yeah um it's it just depends on how serious you take it, right? That that will fill up for the non-serious guy. Um, more than like, you know, I don't see Mike Williams in playing that. <laughs> Probably ever. not. He might, though. You know, he, he might want to have a good time. No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I say that, but uh, but he's that's how serious you know it, it takes his. But man, it it, it sounds fun. Yeah. Like blocks <laughs> over here dying. Honestly, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> it's that's the Glock hack, um, but no, we appreciate you coming in town. We appreciate you running events. Uh, I know you. We talked about the numbers, and and Little Rock seems to be down. And I, I just think it, it, we've talked about on multiple uh, podcasts where we need to figure out how to get everyone on the same page. Where we need to make it appealing for Little Rock disc golfers to go to Jonesboro and play. And, and, and it's uh, let's be honest, we don't live in a state that's very big. You're not in Texas where like you could drive eight hours and still be in Texas. Um, we're two and a half hours, three hours from everywhere, right? So pretty much uh, all the good disc golf stuff. So we have to figure out a way to make it to where they because I, I it's nothing better than a really uh filled up event with you look at it with uh good players and uh stuff like that and i i think it you have to have the best of the best in order for your think that you're a good player if you come and win c tiers in little rock and nobody's showing up and you think you're really good you may go somewhere else yeah, and just think okay well maybe i'm not that good <laughs> somewhere so. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to go to like Louisiana event or a, uh, a Tennessee event or something that you know uh, these these neighboring states. Even Oklahoma has a good uh, disc golf uh, community. So uh, and the West West, you guys, what do y'all y'all get a bunch of Memphis folks, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. And and uh, the West gets uh, mm-hmm. all the Oklahoma folks and Texarkana for whatever that's worth or whatever that it's. Your Louisiana and South Texas, Southeast Texas. So being in the center doesn't have an event. It's actually a disadvantage yeah. point. So, but man, I think anything else? Well, we're at like an hour and ten right now. I mean, yeah, hour ten. Yeah, that's what I was looking at our timer, and uh, went by real fast. I think we talked about everything no, I this with him. Really so and... Appreciate you coming on, Eli. Or we appreciate you. Yeah, oh, anybody ever wants to run a tournament and learn more about it, like I'll answer any question gladly. You know, we need we're in desperate need of TDs that will run good, high quality events. And TDs that will work with folks and 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 and, and, and wanna do 
like you do, like we talked about, like your answer you gave me, want, want to do it for the betterment of disc golf uh, and not somebody who's just going to name it. You got to take care of the players. Got to. They're the ones who uh, yeah. do your turn. Once and that's... So. All right, that's well... That's why Eli runs good tournaments, because he has that kind of mindset about it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always has, um, since he's been running them, since I've known him, um, way back when at PR. So... Uh, when I first met him. Oh, but anyways. All right. Well, yeah. Fox thank you everybody bye. for tuning in. Eli, once again, thank you so much for coming on, talking about all the stuff you know about disc golf in the local area. Um, man, good luck with the tournament tomorrow, guys. I wish I could play, but next time, maybe come up to uh, to the Crowley's Ridge Open or something. Coming up soon. All right. Yeah. Well, man, take care of yourself. Get. Yeah. Hope you get better and yeah, yeah. Sunday will be a fun uh, day. So. All right, later, dudes. All right. There you go. Thanks, guys. Bye.